Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Big Fitness Show, episode 27. My God, my head hurts so bad right now. <laughs> Saying that, but I will do the opening. Uh, that's a perfect theme. We actually had another topic. We we're going to give basic muscle building or fitness tips and tricks. We're going to get back into the nuts and bolts of what the Big Fitness Show is about. But we were talking before the show. I have a pretty bad migraine right now that is making it extremely difficult to overcome that obstacle in my fitness journey. Mike is currently battling a shoulder injury. My co-host, Big Mike Barons. Uh, yep. So we are going to talk about that. I guess the theme of it is to ask you right now, how's your shoulder feeling, Mike? <laughs> going to talk about overcoming this stuff. It, not the best opening in the world, but uh, we're going to push through and try with this. It's real. It's real. Yeah, it's totally real. real. Yeah. It's real to us. Yeah. <laughs> it's still real to me. That's for sure. I mean, it, yeah, the, to answer your question, my shoulder is not as bad as what your migraine sounds like, uh, but it has been bothering me for a couple months now. And so, you know, like it just made sense when, when we got on this video for the listeners, everybody who were watching, uh, we usually get on and, and talk for maybe 30 minutes before we actually start recording. And you can definitely tell that we're just kind of, it was, it was like, okay, we need to address this situation, but let's turn it into a topic of the show because it's real, you know, it's real that you have to overcome these obstacles in everything that you do. And when you want to stay on a fitness journey, that's part of it. We can't just talk about all the, the cool things and the, you know, give you cool tips and, and things to do to be successful if you don't know how to overcome obstacles. And that's, that's a big thing, especially in your fitness, you know, whether it's motivation to do it, whether it's uh, injury, whether it's time, you know, there's so much stuff that can come into play. And so, yeah, I, it's, it's just, we had to talk about it right now. So my shoulder is just to kind of give everybody a quick background. I've had for years, I've had knots in my trap muscles and they just it, from time to time flare up this. I don't think it's really a wrestling related thing. Uh, I was a track athlete in college. And so I spent a lot of time just doing lifting movements and I was a hammer thrower. And for anybody who knows what the hammer is, you hold your hands out and there's a lot of force on your traps and shoulders and stuff. And so, um, it just, I don't know if I have weak shoulders or what it is, but it's a weak back muscles or something. I just get a lot of issues. And so anyway, the, the, uh, trap muscle gets knots and gets totally wrecked and, and all this kind of stuff. And I just, it'll flare up and then go away and then come back and then go away and then come back. But this time it has stayed for like two months and it's really been driving me nuts. And it's, it's kind of this dull pain, but then also sometimes when I wake up in the morning, I can't like, I can't do anything. I can't get started. It's really demotivating because I don't want to work out because it just hurts like a son of a gun. So my lifting, I love to lift weights and my lifting has really suffered over the last, specifically the last month. It's almost been like, just, it's just been hard to do it and it's hurt. And so I just haven't done it as much as I would like. I've stayed with my cardio and kept going there, but it's definitely an obstacle I'm overcoming, try, trying to anyways. Um, and it wasn't until yesterday I had to go see, uh, drop off a tent for a business thing. And the guy is actually, uh, he's a, he's a chiropractor. He's got his doctorate in, in chiropractor care, um, but he's specialized and he, his brand is called specialized rehab. He's Dr. JC Aikenhead. And I had him take a look at me yesterday. He didn't do any chiropractic <laughs> adjusting or anything, but he had me do some, some movements and some weightlifting and some things like that, that would just try to try to work it out. And I'll be damned if I didn't get some relief yesterday oh, and wow. I feel better okay. this morning. Yeah. You know, like it's still, it still hurts a little bit, but it, well, it still hurts a lot of it, but it's, it's better today than it was yesterday. And I texted him last night and I was like, Hey dude, whatever you did, I've had relief pretty much all day. Cause I felt good. And all he did was have me do some, some exercises to, correct the issues you know he did a little push in but no adjustment at all like i, I thought it was my shoulder and he had me do this thing on my ribs <laughs> to try to fix the shoulder and it brought relief and it was just so anyway so that's i mean i i went off on a little tangent of what's going on and what my shoulder issue is and and i can talk about how we've overcome that but let's let's talk about what's going on with you right now so everybody uh knows about your migraine and and all that kind of stuff 
Yeah, this has been, and this isn't wrestling related either. This is not anything from the neck injuries or concussions or anything like that. And, you know, and that's a good guess because I know a lot of people post concussion, especially after quite a few of them, you have that post concussion syndrome uh, symptoms that really, for most people, never really go away or flare up. My thing is more hereditary. My great grandfather, even my grandparents had migraines and, and they were mostly, I guess, I don't know the exact medical term, but I guess they're ocular migraines because when migraine comes on, my migraine, my guy, so you have to say that quick 10 times with a migraine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when mine comes on, it's in the form of the, the broken glass in the corner of your eye or the corner of my right eye usually. So when that comes, it's, it's a fear-based thing too, because once I'm there, if I don't have access, and we're going to talk about some remedies that I try, uh, mostly natural, nothing, you know, related to medicines or Zomeg or these other things that really, they don't, they mask the problem in my, in my opinion, they don't really get rid of it. But going back to the hereditary or genetic part of it, I've had migraines throughout generations within my family. And it is kind of a mystery about how they come on, what triggers them. It could be literally me sitting here doing the big fitness show, migraine comes on. I start to see the, the prisms or the broken glass out of the corner of my eye. And if you've ever had migraines, and I hope nobody out there has had them, but I'm sure they have, it's not a great feeling. There's fear. There's almost terror. There's the unpredictable. How long is it going to last? Can I get to the remedy in time? Because if you can't, you're out of commission for at least, in my estimation, 48 hours or more. And even if you get to it in time, which I think I did this morning using a natural remedy and then a not-so-natural remedy, a full sugar-based, caffeine-based Coca-Cola, then for the next four to five days, I'm the human bobblehead where my neck and my head do not feel stable. Have you ever had that kind of feeling from a, from a headache? No, I've never had that. I've never oh, had a headache that bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's sound, it's light, it's nothing. It, you literally, I literally feel like the the six million dollar man with the super hearing, because you can hear everything. Whether it's a tap on the desk, somebody closing the refrigerator door, your your senses could be a good thing. I feel like a superhero with a migraine for about a, a day, but I sure. can hear, feel my senses are heightened in such a way. There's a weird dynamic with that it doesn't excite me one bit like well it's cool i can hear everything because the pain follows the heightened sure. senses but it's been something i dealt with and it's so scary because i'm sitting here or i'm sitting at the garage gym this morning migraine just starts mm -hmm. i could wrestle and take a million bumps for 300 days a year for years and i never experienced the migraine yeah, I could be sitting on my couch watching something or sitting in a hot tub back in the day. Migraine comes on like 10 out of 10 times. What I think this time, just a long story short, we took ourselves out of our routine. We went to Universal Studios, stayed at the resort, took advantage of the parks while we were at the resort hotel. We weren't drinking enough water. I don't think I took enough protein in. We walked all day at the park, which was hot, humid, didn't have water, slightly dehydrated. Then I slept on one of the hotel pillows because I have a special neck pillow based on my injuries. Woke up with a stiff neck and it was shoulder day. I didn't do shrugs, but I did upright rows and presses and stuff. Then we drove back home. Still didn't get our diet in line. Didn't drink enough water when we got home because we had to unpack. It was just a perfect storm of everything. I believe then this morning, my body said, yeah, you really screwed with us. Now we're going to get back. Here's, here's your, here's your special gift for not yeah. staying in your routine, not staying on every point in your fitness journey and you got a migraine. So yeah, deal with it. It's one of those things. And I have to say this obstacle, your shoulder, I'm not trying to, but, but, but an injury, like I said, with the spine infection, many, many times an injury, a neck injury, a knee injury, a sore back, a sore, whatever you can get around it and modify and mm -hmm. do things. But the infection was one thing. I believe a migraine in some ways is even more debilitating because yeah. 
your strength's gone. When you, when you pick something up, you don't know how much your neck and head, your shoulders yeah. that you do now, your traps and everything are in relation to just picking up dumbbells or yeah. walking on the treadmill. There's an impact involved that make your head feel like it's just bouncing all around and scrambling your brain. So I know that was quite a tangent, but it, it's, it's an obstacle, but it's in a whole nother class of an obstacle outside of a, a general injury or soreness that you might feel. Yeah, I would, I mean, uh, I would take a shoulder problem all day over a migraine because I, I've never had to the level of what you're describing right now. I've never had a headache to that level. I've never, I, I can say that I've never had a migraine ever because I just, when, when I hear people talk about migraines, but I can only imagine that when I have a headache, I'm a crabby dude, you know, like, and so I can't even imagine what it's like to try to have the day and get through the day with a migraine. Like you're talking. Uh, dude, I was, I was full blown, like not like sobbing, but tears were coming down my eyes before we started recording like about 10 wow. minutes before my wife asked if I was okay. Of course we were watching cat videos. So she might've thought I was crying at that. <laughs> but, and I got, you know, my quota of crying once a day since I got sick <laughs> is, is, is satisfied, but yeah, man, it's anybody out there and please, we're going to leave a, uh, you know, there's a general question about the episode, but we'll try to add a poll question related to this. If you've ever suffered migraines, cause our thoughts and prayers are with you. And if you've never liked Mike, I, you know, I'm jealous, but I'm glad my friend doesn't experience anything sure. like that. But overcoming those obstacles, I mean, those are those are things that are two different classes of obstacles. But I think in this episode two, we should probably examine the time aspect, the pri priorities. God, the migraine! I mispronounce everything now. Getting the priorities in order because sure. you and I, as businessmen, have also been trying to grasp. Uh, how we've been overwhelmed and overloaded for good reasons, not bad reasons with our right. brands, with the big fitness show. I got the wrestling channel. Now there's a bunch of things going on that make us feel overwhelmed. And maybe that could contribute to the migraine as well, that I'm so overwhelmed back and forth and scatterbrained, but that's, I believe, and I'll pass it back to you. I believe the time and the priority aspect are probably the two biggest obstacles in people's health, wellness, and fitness journey. Do you agree with that? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I definitely agree with that. And the the time that you're fighting, there's only so much time in the day, right? And so you have to factor it, that in when you're overcoming what's going on there. And when you think about prioritizing whatever it is in your life, this is it's not just a fitness-related thing. There's obstacles in everything that you do. Do. I was on the phone with a friend yesterday talking about obstacles that are have happened. And you know, you've got all these things that start stacking on top of each other. And it's just one snowball thing after another that just continues to make it harder and harder to overcome. And it's figuring out a way to overcome those. We're all gonna have them. Everybody's gonna have an obstacle in their life. And then you've got to take a step back and remove yourself from that situation and be like, okay, how can I overcome this? And the time for me, just to 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 your point of the the time aspect of this, is managing your time. You know, you're not going to create more time. There's no extra time. You can waste a lot of time, but you're not going to create more of it. And so you got to manage the time that you have, and and figure out how you can get all the things done that you need to do in the day, so that you can prioritize what you need to prioritize. And it, as it relates to fitness, I think, you know, we talked last in last week's episode about we both work out first thing in the morning because we prioritize that. And then that is a way for us to manage it, overcome the obstacles that can get thrown at us at the day, because who knows what's going to come up. There could be a million different things that come up in the day. I know for me, I get phone calls that I'll have to address immediately. Some of them are not as important, putting out a fire here, putting out a fire there, you know, like there's certain things that come up all the time that can totally become obstacles in your day to getting your fitness done. And if you don't prioritize it, it just isn't going to happen. And so when it comes to, you know, one of the things that I've done to overcome obstacles is 
try to take a step back and look at how am I contributing to this being an obstacle and what am I doing? And then I really got to start to address the day and be like, okay, where's it? What are the things that are getting in my way of really accomplishing what I want to accomplish? And so then setting up systems to circumvent that, you know, um, like as an example, one obstacle that I have is distraction. I get distracted very easily. And you and I were talking, uh, I don't think we were talking on a, on a podcast, but we were talking just offline about, uh, focus modes on your phone and using the, uh, the focus modes on the, the iPhone. And so what I did, because I know that an obstacle that I have every single day is distraction and people pulling at my attention and people wanting to get access to me, to talk to me for business related things. And I will be working on a project, then I get distracted and then I get distracted and then I get, and then I, so I don't make any progress. So what I did to overcome that obstacle is I set up focus modes on my phone. And so now if for those of you who don't know, it's just on your phone. I think Android has it too, but you can set it up so that it automatically switches the time and there you go. Yep. Focus mode. Yep. Perfect. On the screen, you can see it. It's so you can set those up to uh, make it so that certain people can't get a hold of you at certain times. So for example, right now, the only people that can get a hold of me are my, uh, my wife, Stevie, who I'm talking to right now. Um, and then, uh, my parents, if, you know, in case of emergency, so that's it. Nobody else can get a hold of me right now. And so then I have all I other notifications. By the way. <laughs> well, you're, you're, pre you're, you're in a special cl class because you're one of the few people that can get a hold of me pretty much any time, uh, just because of our friendship. And so like, but I've got it set to where only a handful of people can have access to me. Like, uh, my siblings don't listen to this, but they can't even get a hold of me right now. <laughs> so like, it's, it's one of those deals where I just prioritize what I need to get done in that moment. And if it's urgent, that's not, you know, if it's an emergency or something, then somebody can call and call, call back and they could potentially get a hold of me. But it's, oh, I, I preemptively addressed this obstacle that I know is going to come up and set up a system so that I don't have to think about it. And then what's cool on the phone is I've set it up so that at five o'clock in the morning until 645, uh, it's my workout time. The only person can get a hold of me is my wife and her, uh, her uh, Dexcom notifications if her blood sugar is going low. Other than that, that's the only people that can get a hold of me in that time in the morning. Then from 6.45 until uh, 9 o'clock, it's you can get a hold of me, my parents can get a hold of me, whatever, because it's just kind of a downtime. But then from 9 o'clock on, uh, it's work. I get into a focused work mode is what I call it. And nobody can get a hold of me except for my wife, you, and then uh, two other guys that I collaborate with on some stuff. And then in the afternoons is when more people can get a hold of me and I open it up to more work contacts and things like that. And then at seven o'clock at night, it goes into, because uh, I work with people in different time zones and things. So that's why it's so late at seven o'clock, it goes into family mode. And so now nobody can get a hold of me. That's not family related. And then on weekends, it's the same thing. Nobody can get a hold of me. That's not family related or a very close friend. Cause otherwise like I'm very protective of my time that way. And that's one way that I've overcome the obstacle of distraction in in all areas in all day. Um, yeah, that's just one little tip that I, that I use. You mentioned one thing and I, if you can speak a little bit in more detail, because I think it probably perks some people's ears up about your wife being able to get in touch with you because of the blood sugar and stuff like that. And that can yeah. also be an obstacle in people's fitness journey, talking about certain things they have to keep their chemicals and everything, you sure. know, internally in balance. So that's something that people have to monitor and they can treat that as an obstacle. But also we say too, when you have that kind of condition or anything else, a medical condition where working out and dieting and eating properly and getting proper rest can actually sometimes lower the severity of that. Or even sometimes people who are diabetic, if they go on the right diet and work out and rest can actually eliminate diabetes if, if sure. it's not super serious, but that's an obstacle that needs to be monitored that could be very, very damaging, but also at the same time, it's a it's almost a marker or a, a kick in the butt to say you really need to be even more healthy because this obstacle exists. You cannot let your fitness journey 
suffer at all. You do kind yeah. of, you and your wife kind of talk about that. Like, well, we really need to be very hyper vigilant and hyper accountable about this medical condition and make sure that we're, we're, we're really keeping you as healthy as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so the, the diabetes conversation is, is my wife, for, for those of you who don't know, which is probably everybody doesn't know, because I haven't, I don't think I've ever talked about it on here. My wife is a type I, one I diabetic. You talk about something you're uncomfortable no. with. You know. No, it's fine. Totally fine. Totally fine. So I like, I love to share her, her, her journey and, and share what she goes through on a daily basis. I love to, because, because people confuse sometimes type one diabetes with type two diabetes. There's a big, oh, like, could you explain that? Oh yeah. Yeah. And so, and I love to explain it. And so type one is literally your pancreas doesn't work. Like it's, it, it's used to be called juvenile. Well, they, they still call it that juvenile onset diabetes. So you more often than not get it when you're younger and your pancreas just shuts down and it just doesn't work anymore. So it doesn't secrete insulin. So you, you literally can't produce insulin. And so my wife, she's had it for 27 years. Um, she's been a type one diabetic. And so her pancreas doesn't work. So she literally needs insulin to survive. And that's type one diabetes. Type two diabetes is you could bring that on yourself. And, you know, like for the most part, there's, I, I think, you know what? No, I'm pretty sure that there's no cases that just magically happen for type two by diabetes, but type two diabetes is usually associated with being overweight, eating crappy food, all these kind of things, because you're getting so much, uh, you're, you're overworking your pancreas. And over time, it just craps out because you have overworked it for so long. You know, it's think, think about it like uh, oil change in a car, right? The, if you don't change your oil after a while, eventually, eventually you'll burn off its ability to circulate through the engine and the engine will lock up. And so it's like that with a pancreas. If you're overworking your pancreas all the time by giving it high sugar foods, high carbohydrate foods, the typical American diet, you're going to end up making your pancreas not as efficient, not work. And so then type two diabetes comes in because it's technically, it's a pancreas issue where it's not secreting as much insulin as your body needs. But more often than not, you can reverse type two diabetes. Type one diabetes, no, you can't. They haven't, I'm, I think if you have enough money, you can cure type one diabetes, but it's, you know, without going down that rabbit trail, my wife is, more valuable to the pharmaceutical companies while she has diabetes than if they were to cure it. So whatever. <laughs> so there's no official cure for type one. To yeah. Let's go. <laughs> let's go, man. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the truth. It's so, so screwed up. But anyway, so like pandemic. <laughs> so the type, the, the, the type two diabetes is, is the, you know, just be during the, the pandemic, like it was, people always said that diabetes was a risk factor and, but it was type two diabetes. That was the risk factor. And people don't differentiate between the two because my wife is a perfectly healthy person, you know, like she's in great shape. She, she works out all the time. She takes care of herself. You know, she can eat whatever she wants. It's just her pancreas just doesn't work. Whereas a, someone with type two diabetes, odds are they're overweight they don't have they, they don't eat right they don't take care of themselves and when they then switch and start taking care of themselves they lose the weight then their pancreas starts working again they don't overclock their pancreas and so now they can reverse type 2 diabetes and no longer have it and so there's a very clear differentiator in that scenario you can reverse one the other one the type type one you can't type two uh, you can reverse it. And if you just live a healthier lifestyle, more often than not, you can cure your type two diabetes. And so to your point, that is an obstacle for my wife to overcome all the time, because when she goes to the gym, her sugar could go low, her sugar could go high. So she has to preemptively uh, prepare for that obstacle. You know, she has to have insulin with her. If for some reason her sugar goes high, for anyone who has type one diabetes, they know that more often than not, your sugar goes low when you work out, or maybe it'll kind of be a little high while you're working out and then crash after the workout. So you've got to have some type of sugar slash carbohydrate to keep that sugar level up. So that's an op obstacle that she has to overcome. But it's, what's nice is with any either type one or type two, it's all based on 
sugar and carbohydrates and your body secretes the insulin to counter those. When you bring in carbohydrates and sugar to your body, you need insulin to counter that so your body can process it. That's how your body works. So for my wife, because she eats healthy, she doesn't eat as many carbohydrates. So she doesn't need to use as much insulin to counter that. So same thing with someone with type two diabetes. If you don't eat as much carbohydrates and sugar, you're not going to have to need as much insulin produced by your pancreas. And so you can overcome that obstacle by reducing your diet and not consuming as much sugar and carbohydrates so that you don't need as much insulin on the backside. I was just thinking to myself that that it's so funny. They they say that diabetes is the comorbidity, but the obesity and the lifestyle is the real comorbidity <laughs> with that. And with your wife, it, it, type 1 diabetes people, and I've known a few of them, and I never asked the difference, but they are people that are hyper accountable, hyper vigilant about their health. It's almost like they have no choice but to work out and eat right and be healthy, which is almost good because you, you're you not given the choice. But yeah. on the side note, with the pancreas not working, could that lead to other issues like pancreatic cancer or anything since your pancreas is literally doing nothing? It, sure. could, that, could there be any anything that could happen in the future with, because that's pretty scary. If your pancreas isn't working, that's a, that's a pretty important part, pretty sure. important organ in your body. And pancreatic sure. cancer is one of the ones that are, are kind of like the worst that you can ever get. I mean, it's pretty scary. Sure. I don't know that there's an increased risk for that. To be honest, I don't, I don't know. And I don't want to speak out of, out of school for, for me. Um, I know that there are risks associated with type one diabetes where, you know, in the past people, sometimes the blood circulation isn't as good. So then, uh, your, your limbs, your, fingers and legs and stuff just don't get as good circulation. So then things are more complicated there. We'll have to ask my wife. Uh, she knows all the the ins and outs of type one diabetes, but to me, and <clears throat> she's lived with it for 27 years. Um, I've only known her for 12 and a half years. And so I'm, I've learned a lot in that time, but what I've kind of surmised is type one diabetes years ago, had a lot more risks than it does now. And because you can control it so much better than what you could in the past, because insulin's more available, people can, there's cooler things to control it. I mean, we're turning this into a, a type one diabetes episode, but it it's really, really cool thing for the, the things that they can do for people. My wife used to have shots all the time. Then she had a pump that was attached to her. Um, and then she would have to prick her finger every time to check her blood sugars, all these kind of things. Now she wears a thing called a Dexcom, which is a sensor that she puts on. It lasts for 10 days and it's a continuous glucose monitor. So like everybody, like in the fitness world, people are, are, uh, excited about like the NutriSense bio and they wear the thing on the back of their arm and it checks their blood sugar for them. My wife has one of those all the time. And so it constantly tells her on her phone what her blood sugar is. I get a notification if her blood sugar starts to go low. I can, I mean, it's kind of cool, you know, besides the fact that it's a disease that you have, you know, like it's kind of a cool thing what they've been able to do with it. So to answer your question, as far as the, the potential, uh, negative side effects or, uh, possibility for for issues in the future yeah there's definitely some but they're definitely mitigated because of the better control and the fact that you're a healthier person overall definitely mitigates a lot of those risks risks as well well the sugar is the main thing that people surmise or sometimes guess could feed the cancers too so if you're sure. a diabetic that's taking care of yourself like you just said your carbs your sugar and obviously high fructose corn syrup all the gmos and you, you're you're sure. very hypervigilant. So the type 2 diabetes people, and we'll cap it off with this, should really, in a way, not have any excuses to have type 2 diabetes. It, like you said, it's not genetic. It's not hereditary. It's not anything outside of lifestyle and habit that have caused you to go down that type 2 road. Yeah, unfortunately. there And, and you know, 
Unfortunately, yes. Type two diabetes is a lifestyle disease. It, it just is. And I, there may be, I'm not the hundred percent expert on type two diabetes. So go ahead and, and blast me if you yeah, want, but like. Exception of every rule, whether it's type one sure. or any of the right. other things we're talking about. Right. So there is, there are exceptions, but for the most part, type two diabetes is 100% a lifestyle disease and reversible. And if you just fix your lifestyle, you can fix the type two diabetes. And it's not, uh, it's not as bad as people make it out to be because, you know, a lot of times the heavy people, uh, older people will get it because just over time there can be, you don't necessarily have to be super heavy to have type two diabetes. You could just eat a crappy lifestyle or eat a crappy diet your whole life and never take care of yourself and develop type two diabetes later in life. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's it's reversible by lifestyle choices, fitness choices, nutrition choices. You can absolutely, again, outliers in every situation, but you can absolutely reverse type 2 diabetes for sure. The reason why I brought that last point up is I think we should center in the next segment of this episode talking about how people have created their own obstacles and mm. with lifestyle choices, with their diet choices, with not being accountable. I think that's an even bigger obstacle than anything when people make excuses and do those kinds of things. And we both, we both have been there. I was 262 at a 44 inch waist and somebody had to tell me right to my face that I was fat for yeah. me to kick myself in the ass and say, Whoa, wait a minute. I've been making excuses and I deserve this. And I worked hard. I was on the road. I deserved a cheap meal and this and that and a cheap meal becomes a cheap day. And then well, yeah. I'll burn it off when I do cardio tomorrow. You can make up any excuse for your lifestyle to say it's necessary, but yeah. really more times than not, you yourself are the biggest obstacle in your fitness journey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is so accurate. And I, yeah. Yes, that I mean, if more people realized that, more people could have success in their life. You know, for both of us, we've been been in that situation where we are we are in complete control, and we are the problem with where we want to be, right? And, and that goes both ways, in, in negative ways, positive ways. You are completely the reason that you are where you are right now with your with your business, with your life, with what's going on. And if it's good, it's bad. You are the common denominator in all of it. You know, we've talked about that before, but like there's so many people in, in life that create their own obstacles. And I I'm guilty of it too. You know, like you create I create my own obstacles in that I spend too much time on one thing that maybe doesn't move the needle where I want it. So then that's an obstacle to get to the things that I want to do or get the things done. Or I've, you know, oh, to brought too much on my plate and and can't handle it all, which is an obstacle of now I don't get anything done because I'm not making any progress anywhere, you know, and creating these obstacles. If you can just, and this is what I, this is what I've done. You know, I'm not just trying to stand up on a, a, a box and preach at people. What I do to help myself overcome the obstacles that I've created is I take a step back and I think, how did I contribute to this? No matter what the situation is, what have I done to contribute to this being an obstacle in my life? And then I, I literally try to make everything my fault in a good way. And, and, and hear me out. So I will sit and I will look at every situation and be like, okay, how did I do this? What did I do to make this happen? Can be something completely crazy. Like for example, I get in a car accident, right? Somebody blindsides me, hits me here. Okay. Let's take, let's take that and think about how did I, how did I do that? How did, how is this my fault? And so then I take a step back. Okay. Well, I could have been driving too fast. So maybe I was in the wrong space at the wrong time because I was driving too fast. And so that that's my fault because I was driving too fast or I left the house late. And so then I was at the wrong space at the wrong time, or I wasn't paying attention to know that that person was coming and was going to blindside me. Right. And so I look at every single scenario to try to figure out how this was my fault. And then I can address, okay, what could I do next time? to get ahead of that so that I don't create more obstacles for myself. And so when I see these obstacles come up, it's how can I fix them? But then that brings up another point is most people don't even know that they have obstacles. 
And so then you've got to take stock of your life and look at your day and at the end of every day, okay, well, what got in my way today? What was something that detracted from me getting things done today? And then again, you got to take a step back and address that. And so that, I mean, so that's what works for me. What do you, what do you do when it's, when you have obstacles that get in your way? Well, I think I've told this story before and we do have some pro wrestlers that are listening and hopefully they can heed this advice and kind of fast track it and not learn the lesson like I did in my forties. It took me that long to learn it in wrestling and in, in a mirror's life in society, especially in 2023. It's so easy. It's incredibly easy. It's criminally easy to blame others for your problems. Mm -hmm. It's so easy. And then you surround yourself also with people that say, Hey, it's not your fault. They screwed you over. This happened. Mm -hmm. They're feeding, they're feeding that monster that, that you think you're unloading on somebody else, but you're actually carrying the burden even more because you're not looking at the real root cause. And, and it might not be your fault, but in my fifties now, and what I learned in my forties, and I'll back it up to what I used to be like in wrestling, I would prefer to be, like you just said, hyper accountable to myself, almost to a fault. That's the way I'd rather be because at least number one, I can look. And if it is really my fault, I can control it and change things. And if it's not, it still is. And I can fix something and do something. The way it works in pro wrestling most times, and this is the way it works in the world right now in 2023. It's not my fault. They screwed me. They did this, this, and that. That's the reason I don't have the job I want. That's the reason why my income's not where it's at. That's the reason why I'm stuck in a dead-end job, nine to five. My boss is a jerk. And if they were just nice to me, my job would be better. Not looking at the fact that, and I'm using the wrestling thing, the office is screwing me. They're not pushing me. They're not giving me creative. They're not booking me enough, this and that, to where after I left WWE or even after I wrestled, left the wrestling business on a full-time basis, I had to look at it. I had to look at it in order to move forward as a man, look at it and say, no, they didn't screw me. And if I got screwed, I let them screw me over. Mm -hmm. Coming back for more. I came out, I didn't change my situation I didn't change my environment. I didn't ask for a release. I didn't go and pay my dues in Japan again to reinvent myself. I didn't do any of those things. Yep. After I left the business, I realized I need to reinvent myself because I stay on this path. I'm going to keep being a failure, but it's going to be okay because it's his fault, her fault, mm -hmm. their fault, not my fault. That's That was the epiphany. That was the literal come to Jesus moment of, it's my fault. And if it's not my fault, it's still my fault. And I'm going to do something about it only then. And that's, that's there speaking on a side note, that's literally the independent contractor versus the employee mentality as well. You just said it. I, we wake up every morning trying to figure out how we can run our businesses better, how we can make more sure. money on our brands, how we can be more successful. If we say, well, this company screwed me over and that's why they don't want me to be an affiliate because they're jerks and this and that. No, you have to look and say, okay, what's missing? Am I half-assing everything because I have seven or eight different things going on? What am I doing wrong? That's the only way you're going to get better. And unfortunately, the world is more of people pointing fingers, dragging people down instead of saying, let me make the example out of me and hopefully people can rise up along with me and we can all kind of get better. It's, I think it's do with the, the mental health issues since 2020 that are coming for the next generation, all this stuff. We have a, a true epidemic of people that need to mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and even physically come out of a, come out of a, the depths of hell, literally, to, to yeah. get themselves together. I know it's a bit of a tangent, but people be hyper accountable. Even if it's not your fault, it's your fault. And your life will get immensely easier, better, and much more productive. Man, that was, everybody needs to go back and listen to that. I'm going to go back to listen to that because it's. I am too. I just forgot what I said. That's <laughs> CTE. <laughs> I mean, no, like that was that was so real in 
the hyper accountability, the being accountable to yourself is, is uh, the way to overcome any obstacle. I think, you know, like we've talked about it before where you're in control of what goes on in your life. And you just, you summed it up very, very well in that, you know, that employer didn't give me that raise or whatever, or in the wrestling business, you know, they treated me like crap. And I see this all the time with the younger guys is like, oh, you're not giving me a good spot or any, any of this kind of stuff. But you, what I, what really hit me was like, I let them continue to do that. Right. And so maybe, maybe they are treating you like crap. Maybe your boss is a jerk and they're treating you like crap. Maybe the, the booker is not giving you the spot that you think you deserve. Fine. Okay. Are you going to continue to sit there and take it? Because you're going to dictate what people can do to you the more you tolerate, you know, like you tolerate what, or you get what you tolerate. Right. And so in, in any aspect of life, if you're in a professional career, if you tolerate them to treat you like crap, that's what you're going to get. If you're in a relationship and your spouse treats you like crap, that's what you're going to get. If you don't tolerate that, then that's not going to happen to you. Yeah, you might break a few eggs and not have that relationship anymore. You might lose your job. You might quit your job. You might have to go out and do something different to find a situation. But man, what you said was so profound. And I hope that it hit everybody because it hit me in that you not only are you in control of everything that goes on, you also control what you tolerate too and how people treat you and it's man that was good that was good dude um i hope that i hope everybody uh resonated with that and if you didn't go back and listen to it again because you are tolerating the things the obstacles that are in your life are probably because you've allowed them to become obstacles man like i'm just looking at thinking about it right now obstacles that i have in my life are because i've allowed them to become an obstacle you know like even my shoulder I've allowed that to become an obstacle because I haven't done the things that I need to do to take care of it every single day. I haven't done the rehab that I need to do or the proactive stuff to manage the health of my shoulder, to manage the health of health of my traps so that I don't get these knots so that I am preemptive in this because I've created this obstacle by not being preemptive. And so I've allowed that to happen. And I think when you look at your life and this is for me, for you, for everybody when you look at what's going on in your in your life more often than not all the obstacles that are in it are because you've allowed them to become that way yeah and and here's the thing the most leaders in, in the world most leaders in whatever category I'll, I'll use the quarterback analogy in football when the quarterback or the coach or anybody that's supposedly the ceo or the boss of the team gets up at the podium after getting trounced getting just completely obliterated in the game and maybe the defense didn't play and they ran up the score and it wasn't the quarterback's fault or the coach's fault but what did they do each and every time i could have played better i could have done this and that i put my defense in a bad position by not playing well that goes yeah. a long way and by the way i did the aj video how i botched the styles clash how i sure. took wrong i took responsibility and from a business standpoint, just a little inside baseball for everybody there, from a business standpoint of no matter what, whether it's wrestling, fitness, accounting, business, whatever your, whatever your chosen field is, if you're hyper accountable and you take blame and you put into action fixes to make things better and you do those things, you're going to stand out because nobody does that. Nobody does that. So you're going to stand out in your job, in your business, in your career. And that's been like the crux of the, the video. Most of the comments or people emailing me like, I've never heard a pro wrestler actually take blame for anything. Sure. Sure. And it was 100% my fault. Yeah. It was. So yeah. it's just fascinating looking at that as a it's sort of a social experiment that I didn't intend on it being. Of, yeah. Wow. Like nobody does that and it's so freeing and it feels so good. And now that, that albatross is off my back and I can, and now I can fix things. Okay. It's sure. my fault. Let me figure out. Now you're thinking, now you're talking, now the solution's coming because you finally addressed the actual problem or you just basically addressed it. What, what can I change in this?
day right. off to the races. Your life will change immensely once you make that, once you make the choice to have that mindset. You're going to, you, 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 the amazing things are going to happen, you know, and, and you use that way you say boring consistency. You use that boring consistency of making the changes all about what you need to change then slowly but surely, or maybe quickly, everything around you will change. The people will be inspired. Your example might cause others to do the same exact thing. And then the world's Amen, a better man. place. I mean, go figure. Yeah, dude, I think that's it. That's the key right there to overcoming obstacles. I think you just, you just nailed it. it, it you got to take ownership of all of it and address it. And when you make that choice to own everything, you can overcome all your obstacles. I don't know what else there is to say. <laughs> maybe, maybe not a migraine, but 99% of the things you can overcome. Yeah, I think that's... Well, but, but, but even your migraine, think about it. Like you were talking about, we were, we were talking the last couple of days. You didn't hydrate enough yesterday. You slept without your, 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 your pillow for your neck, you know, right? So like those things contributed. And maybe had you hydrated enough, had you slept with that pillow, maybe you didn't do shoulders that, you know, that day, that maybe, maybe you wouldn't have had the migraine, you know? So even that is still, you can pre it's preemptive overcoming the obstacles. Is it hard to overcome it now? Yes. But you, it's a, just a different way to overcome what you're dealing with. And so, yes, you can't, this is where I, I, I get fired up sometimes when we talk about, and not at you, but like situations that happen. Yeah. Okay. So it happened, right? You have a migraine right now. Well, you can either choose to be down in the dumps and be miserable and, and, you know, let it wreck your entire life. Or you can get on the podcast and we can record our podcast today and go on. And yes, it's an annoyance and yes, you're dealing with it, but you're overcoming the obstacle right now as we speak, because you're recording this episode of the podcast with your migraine. So you could have chosen, you know, I gave you the option. We were talking, we were talking about it. I gave you the option. Hey, you want to just do this next week, but you chose to do it here. So that was how you are practicing what we're preaching right now and overcame that obstacle. And it's every other thing in your life. Yes, you maybe you didn't do the preemptive work. So now what? So it happened. So what? Now what are you going to do? Now how are you going to respond to it to then make overcome sure that, that obstacle? Those changes and this doesn't happen often at all. And if it does happen, it's just hereditary and it's what it is. But at least I mitigated the number of times that it possibly could have happened by me taking control but if people want to listen to episode uh, 25 about mental health, also, I'm, I'm insane. So that, that <laughs> the well, that's true. As insane as I am, because once you're in wrestling more than five minutes, you, you've proven that you, there's something wrong with you. Totally. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. <laughs> you're hyper accountable that you chose the wrestling business and there's something mentally wrong with you and yeah, enjoy the rest of the ride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I mean, I think like as far as the overcoming obstacles, I don't know what else. I think we pretty much hit it. I think you hit it on everything that uh, that you can do. I mean, it's taking ownership. It's addressing it, learning from it. I mean, I think the, the last thing I'll say about it is these, uh, these obstacles that come in your way, being aware and addressing them is the best way to overcome them. Because if, if you're not aware, then you don't even see that it's an obstacle. So create your awareness of those obstacles and now address them. And so once we address them after the fact, let's learn from that situation so that we can address them preemptively the next time and avoid them from becoming an obstacle the next time. I think you said in our past episode, and just to wrap it up, I think I'll paraphrase it. I don't want to butcher your, your quotes, but what you're describing is basically you're a scientist in your body and your life and your journey no matter what level it is or whatever, is basically a lifetime experiment that you get mm. to observe and then switch out the parameters and the other mitigating factors and try these different things. That's what your fitness journey is, experimenting, switching yeah. it up, figuring different things out, adjusting, adapting, all these different things. If you look at it as a fascinating psychological, physical, social experiment your entire life, if you look at it that way, you look at it more logically, you can self-assess and then you can move forward with that rather than putting so much emotion into it a lot. Because once you introduce emotion, 
that's when the human psyche starts blaming other people because you'll get upset if you start blaming yourself. It's not a pleasant thing. It doesn't feel great. But I'm telling you right now, just like working out, a little bit of pain initially will lead to more growth. Yeah. And I did I bat four for four on that one? Was I? Dude, that was great. I mean, like, I feel like you should have a migraine every time we record. <laughs> just kidding. Sorry. Just kidding. I don't know if I keep switching out mics that could cause migraines too. Look forward. Next week, there's going to be a pod mic. It's going to be like, you've got another microphone. Yeah, save yourself oh, yeah. and stay with one microphone when you get it. Don't go down yep. my rabbit hole. No, that's that's that's, that's the final pro tip. <laughs> excellent stuff, and that that's why I love doing the show with you because we have topics in mind, but we also we can basically pivot and say, "This is the real thing. Let's just run with this and go with this." Yeah, we don't go yeah. according to scripts or notes or anything like that. These are pretty raw episodes, and you know, it's good. So. That's kind of why we stopped previewing that next week's episodes because <laughs> things, do, things do pop up that morning that kind of kind of throw it to the side. But we have a, we have tons of stuff down the pipeline, and we're gonna definitely give people more of the nuts and bolts. Like I said, the muscle building tips, fat burning tips, things like that, even sample workouts of what we're doing, and give you guys that as well in the notes. Maybe even a sample mini program that people can follow. We have lots of stuff planned. And it's all on the dedicated YouTube channel that we just relaunched the big fitness right. show and also our email, the big fitness show at gmail.com. I'd like you yeah. to get over from there. Yeah. I mean, no, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say is we, we now have a new home for the big fitness show. It's no longer on Stevie's fitness channel. Uh, I mean, stay subscribed to Stevie's fitness channel because he does great content there, but the big, you, have a the, the big... you like beach sounds. You're going to get plenty of those videos coming. Oh. Up. We got another one. You know, it's. I watched, I watched it the other day. I, like I listened to it for about an hour. <laughs> it was just like, it was, it was just relaxing. It was nice. <laughs> so it was really, really good. So, but yeah, the, the big fitness show YouTube channel, we have a standalone channel now for all of the big fitness show, uh, episodes. There'll, there'll be clips there. There's shorts there, all kinds of stuff, uh, to just try to get more value as best we can. So if we, if you are listening to this on audio, then um, please go over to the Big Fitness Show on YouTube and subscribe there. That would be much appreciated. If you're listening to this on YouTube, please subscribe. If you're not already, uh, give us some comments, leave some reviews, let us know what you think of the show. Uh, I, we're always trying to be as real and as raw as we can, but also want to keep improving and to bring more value all the time. Um, so yeah, with that, I think that's that's it for us. Always, As always, we appreciate you guys. Um, you can follow me anywhere at Big Mike Barons. Follow Stevie, Stevie, Stevie Richards, or Stevie Richards Fitness, um, or Stevie Richards Wrestling Channel. Definitely check that one out to see him botch a uh, Styles Clash from AJ Styles. It was brutal. <laughs> I just will say that. So, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode, episode twenty-seven, about overcoming obstacles of the Big Fitness Show, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>